Okay, so um, I thought we could do a segment that we haven't done in a really long time. And last episode, we kind of went all in uh, on some Michael Gungor tweets. <laughs> I thought we could do real or fake. Let's do it. Michael Gungor tweets. I'm, I feel like I'm going to really struggle. How do you say his, his name? Gungor? Gungor? I don't know. I don't really care how he wants it to be said. I think it deserves to be said Gungor. Like, <laughs> like, a, like a caveman. <laughs> so I have 10 tweets wait or maybe 11 and a mixture of real tweets and tweets that i have attempted to write in his voice okay i feel like i'm really <laughs> gonna struggle with this one this one may be the hardest one i've ever attempted okay it it was a it was a joy and a delight to take a journey through his timelines over the years <laughs> just oh man <laughs> that's fun okay alright real or fake if you're a newish listener is just like it sounds <laughs> the person <laughs> playing is determining if what they're listening to is a real thing or a fake made up thing did we always do it with tweets I think we did I think so yeah you came up with the real or fake uh, segment. I, I thought you came up with it because it was the name was a pun. Okay, I don't know. Or okay, maybe I came go. up with the segment and you named it. Something like that. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number one. It hurts to love humans. Oh my gosh. I can totally see him tweeting something like that. It's so simplistic and so, like, just buffoonish. I'm going to say real. Yes. All right. Ding. <laughs> you did it. It hurts okay. to love humans. Oh, gosh. All right. Here we go. Looking for recommendations for films that artistically display the intersection of mind, body, and spirit. In other words, films that display the true self. Uh, I just. <laughs> you are. I just. I put on a mega. So I put on a mega hat halfway through that. Like, I was just. <laughs> It felt kind of long. That's what she said. Uh, so I'm going to say fake. That is fake. All right. And that was really short, actually. He has some long tweets, so. Okay, next one. On my evening walk tonight, I recall that there was something called the Worship Wars a few years ago. Thankfully, Lisa and I were already excommunicated from mainstream worship music circles by then because of a few honest blog posts I wrote. So happy to be free. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was your honesty that was the problem there, Mikey. I'm going to say that one was real. <laughs> it's fake. Okay. I was getting fired up about a tweet that wasn't even real. <laughs> oh, 
Well done. I love it. Well done. I love it. You got me me torqued up over something that wasn't even real. (laughs) Okay. Meaningless, meaningless. All is meaningless. Also, every moment is the only moment we have and therefore is infinitely meaningful. That's the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Therefore, I'm going to say it's real. It is real. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know this segment was going to make you grumpy. (laughs) There's just a... um... Maybe you're you're having a little residual grumpiness for me yelling at you about weight loss. (laughs) I I did come back with... So you're saying it's literally impossible to lose weight? (laughs) (laughs) There's a, um, there's a tone, like there's a tone of smugness Hmm. that just works its way, like past my guard. Like I can block Uh a lot of stuff out, but like there's a, there's a smugness sometimes that just. (laughs) For me or Michael? Oh, definitely for you. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I believe this for myself, but I don't think other Christians believe it about me. Okay, so that's... That's like a... That's like a masturbatory pat on the back. Like a... With with one hand, and with the other hand, he's backhanding his perceived enemies in the church. A lot of hands going on. A lot of hands going on there. (laughs) I may feel stupid when I say this, but I think that one was real. No, that was fake. Yeah, see, you... I don't like you very much right now. (laughs) I'm getting getting annoyed by these things, and they're not even real. Oh, gosh. Okay, some of these are... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) started a new practice of sitting down with my wife once a week and asking each other where the shame has settled into our bodies and then using the magical power of safe touch to help release it that's a lot of words to say we're giving each other hand jobs (laughs) (laughs) sorry um i'm gonna say i i don't know i'm gonna say real made that up wasn't that so good <laughs> it's scary it's scary i'm gonna how get a call are. someone's gonna ask me to start writing tweets for them okay why is a way of wanting something other than what is there is no ultimate answer to why there is no ultimate meaning to anything other than itself on the surface, that may simply sound hopeless. It is actually the key to true freedom. I just, they're real. All of them are real. Like that's, that's my answer to all of them. Is that one real? Yeah, that was real. Oh, no. It was like from yesterday. So I was banking on the fact that you were perusing his timeline. Okay. No government can ever change the sound of an A minor chord. No politician can alter the softness of your lover's lips or outlaw 
the weird magic of water. No one can steal your joy, even locked away, even unto death. There is still always and only this. I'm just, I'm going to hang a Gadsden flag behind me. <laughs> uh, fake? That sounded kind of like you. No, no, that was surreal. Oh I could never gosh. come up with that. Oh it was too much. It was too much. Okay. All right, one more. Wait, let me see. I have one I'm not going to read as part of the segment. I'm going to read it after just because it's... <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> the weight of existence bears down on my soul. Ditto. What do, I, what do I do with this heaviness? I must relinquish this burden by tweeting blithering nonsense and then explaining the nonsense with a thread of more nonsense. <laughs> thank, thank you for throwing me a bone there at the end. <laughs> that's, that's the only one I feel confident that I, can, <laughs> that I know if it's real or fake. <laughs> so I don't that was I like five hundred on that one? I think I was like five and five or something. I lost count. <laughs> okay, listen to this. And maybe you can explain it to me. I feel like I can kind of extract meaning from a lot of these. Even the ones I wrote myself. <laughs> this is okay. This is real. It is far easier for most of us to remember at the table than the toilet. And therein lies our suffering. Remember, remember what does at that the mean? Remember at the table rather than the toilet? Like, he has remember, so maybe he's talking about, like, communion? Like, do this in remembrance of me? But what it... Why is the toilet a reference? <clears throat> Listeners, <laughs> your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to interpret that tweet. It is far easier for most of us to remember at the table than the toilet. In parentheses, and therein lies our suffering. My, my brain hurts. Uh I'd like it if you stop this ride, please. <laughs> I would like to get off. Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> oh, couldn't be me. All right. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, that was great. I don't I don't know how to top that one for real or fake. Cuz you uh <laughs> you were you were in his voice. I was I was in the zone. <laughs> I have to find a Twitter I'd have to find a tweet account that Twitter account that really annoyed you. Because I think once <laughs> once I got annoyed, I lost my edge on that one. I was just I can send you a list. Please do. <laughs> It was funny. People started, like, quote, retweeting something the other day. And it was, I, like, followed it, and it ended me up at, like, a, some account that I blocked. 
Uh-huh. And I, I literally have no idea why I blocked this person. It seemed like the most benign, just, I don't know, <laughs> one day, one day in a bad mood. <laughs> I think I've only blocked two people. I try to mute people sometimes when they get on my nerves, but because yeah. I don't, I don't, I think I've blocked, I preemptively, I preemptively, preemptively blocked Dave Ramsey. And I think the girl from Sheologians had Ugh. like a really, really ugly tweet about somebody. And She's... it just, I just, I was like, All right, I, I can't. I have her blocked too. I gotta block you. James White's daughter. Yeah. I lo- there was a time that I kind of liked her a little bit, but I don't know if yeah. she was softer back then, but she just. She had like an edge. She has like an edge. It's, but... the, it's the troll side. Mm-hmm. When, when you start getting noticed for being edgy. Mm-hmm. You tend to do the thing that keeps getting you noticed and yep. do more of and it and more of it keep, and more of it. You have to keep turning it up because people get bored with that. And then you wake up one day and everything you say is just a troll job. And yep. it's like you're not even real anymore. You're just a caricature. Um, I, uh, <laughs> Elise Fitzpatrick tweeted this uh, book out. Like one of those, like... I, I sent it to you like a theology of periods or something like <laughs> yes. that. So I went to the Goodreads page for it, and literally, I, I think the book hadn't even officially been released yet. Uh huh. And the first review was summer, like something something. Women don't need this silly book. Like. So she hasn't even read it yet. Some of us do. <laughs> But she didn't even read it, and she already left. Well, I don't know if she read it okay. or not, but it was just the very first review, one star. <sighs> Women don't need this silly book, because you know, God forbid, we talk about our female bodies that doesn't revolve around men's theology or whatever. I just, I'm, I'm worried that she's probably not going to like your book either. She's definitely not. <laughs> I had to, I had to stop going on Goodreads. I uh, I can read my Amazon reviews, but the Goodreads reviews, they get, I think um, you're not the first person I've heard to say that. Um, Shannon taught me that. Yes, she was, she was yes. like, she was like, don't go on Goodreads, just stay off Goodreads, and that was really good advice. I don't normally read reviews. I use it to just like track stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll see like where book lands, you know. If I'm mm-hmm. interested in a book, I'll see like how it how it's rated among other readers. But yeah, mine are always you know going to be rated really high as Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> mine are always going to be kind of dicey because there's much like my Twitter feed, there are people who stumble into it and don't get the joke. <laughs> oh my goodness, you've had a lot of that lately. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> a lot. You've sent me some that are like... Oh, what was the one? Oh, you tweeted about like... um, Taking the wood out of your own eye was about women not looking at men's crotches or something. <laughs> That's so stupid. You literally were making a boner joke and somebody like... The disgusting thing that Matthew is doing here is projecting 
like all evangelical males projecting men's sins onto women blah 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 it wasn't somebody coming from the right it was like somebody trying to like outwoke me from the left <laughs> i was like but it i'm was not like... i'm not it's a joke you moron <laughs> <laughs> yes it was it was a lot yeah roll tide <laughs> and it was somebody i think with like a weird profile picture so i didn't feel like i could even use that profile picture argument <laughs> because they had like did you notice that what about it it was like a cartoon character uh, profile picture there've been like a there've been quite a few of these they're they're just kind of uh, running running together for me yeah yeah <laughs> Twitter's such an uplifting place. Well, the one I did about, uh, personally, I don't think megachurch pastors should be abusing people. <laughs> That's Some, not funny. Somebody should be laughing. Somebody uh, accused me of gossip on that one. <laughs> it's like, that's yes, you, you got me. That's, that's the big sin here. Gossip? Gossip. How can it be gossip? It's the most, like unspecific generalized <laughs> statement <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> i i blame beth more for a lot of this because every, every time, time she interacts with you she sends a wave of uh somewhat oblivious yes. middle-aged women into my feed who have no idea how to respond to my uh-huh anger. uh-huh um, so, real tight. Hey, if if I was a Christian rapper and I was African American, I think I would make my name Stumbling Black. Oh, okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. You think I could get away with that? Um, sure. All right. Yeah. It just kind of popped into my head. Just wanted to throw it's... that out there. <laughs> I, I'm trying to find... Okay, here we go. Oh, you have way too many responses. Your megachurch pastor shouldn't abuse people tweet has 53 replies. Oh, that's the one where Annette replied <laughs> with an amazing gif of some guy hurling a lawnmower in front of a home depot live footage of casey yeeting disgraced mega church pastors towards their next job <laughs> my favorite i feel like so there's good. a there's a good chance that the the video in question happened in either alabama or florida <laughs> probably is that my dad actually no <laughs> you gonna take this back <laughs> You gonna return this? <laughs> okay. So, what do we have? Uh, what do we have? What do we have? Uh, what a we have? segment we have a on f- healthy <laughs> weight loss. Um, <laughs> if you put that up on Patreon, which I don't think you're going to, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Everyone's just going to be like, what are they talking about? Okay, we have a fun segment that you wrote. (laughs) Well, let's be honest. It was a failed segment. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, so I had this great idea that I would do a choose-your-own-adventure. Yes. And let me see if I've still got the paper. Uh, yeah, I do. And I'm going to hold this up so the listeners can see it. I started <laughs> I started doing the diagram of a choose-your-own-adventure. I was going to write a choose-your-own-adventure for Casey. Then we are going to do it on the air. The thought was, like, we could go through it once and then go through it again. She could choose a different okay. adventure. And uh-huh. this, would be fan- this would be fun. I started doing the diagram and realized... <laughs> This is going to take me eight hours to finish this story. <laughs> you have <laughs> new be, respect for people who write those books, I bet. <laughs> to be able to tie all of these things together. So, uh, you know, uh, we generally wait till the last minute to do these things anyway. So I texted Casey and was like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work. We may have to change this up a little bit. Okay. And um, I'm ready. So, so what is it? This is called Instead. FSBT Storytime. Okay. <laughs> this is... Uh, Unsexy Bible Time Storytime. Yeah. F-S-B-T-S-T. <laughs> or it's really just S, right? Storytime is one word. Yeah. So uh, I wrote a story for Casey, and I think she's going to enjoy it. And I don't know. Okay. I, I think maybe you should read it. I'm going to read it. Okay. I just saw the title. All right. It's called. Hold on. I gotta get. You, I have to keep you in my screen. It's called Mars Mars Hill. <laughs> <laughs> is this? <laughs> is this okay? Is this like a play, or no? Is it's, like a. This is like a screenplay type. No, no, it no. Says, it's, it just says open, Casey. Oh, that's me. That's me doing the opener yes. of the podcast. <laughs> okay. I thought that was like the beginning, scene one, (laughs) act one. Okay, I got it. FSBT store time, Mars, Mars Hill. Casey is sitting at home, signing advanced copies of her book, The Liturgy of PMS, when there is a knock at her door. She sits very still, hoping that whoever it is will not hear her inside and will just go away. Side note, (laughs) I do that in real life. (laughs) Okay. But they just keep knocking. I guess they saw her through the window or whatever. How rude. Anyway, she gets up and opens the door and yep, it is definitely Sarah Groves, Matthew's mom, and FSBT student of the year, Audrey. Imagine that car ride. (laughs) I can. What do you guys want? Casey asks. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Matthew. (laughs) Sarah Groves puts her hands on her hips impatiently. You called us. Matthew has been kidnapped by his Twitter enemies, and we have to go rescue him. Okay. Also, Casey had called those three ladies to come over because her podcast partner, Matthew, has been kidnapped. This is a theological crime. That's why the police won't help. Matthew made Dave Ramsey and Mark Driscoll mad by tweeting jokes, and they kidnapped him and took him to the secret Mars Hill. Yep, that's right. There was a secret Mars Hill church this whole time, and it's literally on Mars. (laughs) Okay. So now, Casey and the strike team. That's, that's the, okay. A bunch of women coming to save you. Wow. (laughs) Casey and the strike team are in a cool space shuttle 
zooming through outer space going super fast, probably like 100 miles an hour or something. There are no speed limits out there. It's fine. I guess they're like halfway to Mars or something, but all of a sudden, Audrey is like, we're getting a distress signal. And it turns out there is another ship going to Mars. Someone else is trying to rescue Matthew. Or are they? Sarah Gross pulls up close to the other spaceship, but it will not respond to Audrey's messages. The ship has a big L on the side, but no one knows what this means. It means loser. <laughs> then Matthew's mom is like, this thing, this thing that just happened is God's will. <laughs> Poor mom. The women decide to board the ship to look for survivors. Casey, Matthew's mom, and Audrey creep along the darkened corridors of the derelict spaceship. Clouds of steam hiss and billow out of the pipes in the walls because that is what happens on scary spaceships right before the aliens attack. That is so true. I just watched Aliens. From back on the space shuttle, Sarah Groves talks to everyone through the cool headset thingies and says things like, 40 meters ahead, 30 meters ahead. She's looking at computers or whatever, telling everyone where to go. Audrey has laser nunchucks and Matthew's mom has a frying pan, one of those good ones that's black from baking cornbread. <laughs> there is lots of slime on the ceiling, and Casey looks at the camera and is like, I've got a bad feeling about this. And then she chicks her space shotgun. It looks cool. You're making me do sound effects. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, then the aliens attack and start chasing everyone around the ship and Matthew's mom gets real mad and hits one of them with the frying pan right in the noggin. But then one dozen aliens jump on Matthew's mom and she's like, don't rescue me. Just keep going. I'm not worth the trouble. This is God's will. <laughs> and everyone is rolling their eyes like, come on, Mrs. Pierce. And then Canada Laura and Ohio Laura jump out of a closet and throw a bunch of ninja stars at the aliens and kill them because the oh <laughs> surprise <laughs> the l on the spaceship stood for laura squad not losers okay laura squad wow so many women here to save matthew so i guess everyone is safe for the moment except then casey is like who put aliens on your ship and over the headset thing sarah groves is like i did and through a window, everyone sees her zoom away on the space shuttle because she has betrayed the strike team. Or did she? Wow. <laughs> then another wave of aliens attacks, and Laura Squad pulls everyone into another closet to hide. Then Ohio Laura is like, we have to kill these things so we can get back to the cockpit and get to Mars. Mars, Mars Hill. And everyone laughs because who even came up with the word cockpit? <laughs> so stupid <laughs> but then Casey through I, I appreciate the confidence you have in the maturity level of the Lauras and me and Audrey okay but then Casey throws open the closet door and starts blasting away with her space shotgun and Audrey uses her laser nunchucks like burr 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 <laughs> I don't know what laser nunchucks sound like <laughs> and they squish all those alien bugs and that's what the aliens look like. They look like big bugs. They didn't look like little bald people, so you didn't feel bad at all about blasting them to bits. 
Okay, there's little stars. We're change scene change. Okay. Up on Mars, Mark Driscoll and Dave Ramsey have Matthew tied up in a chair inside the Mars Hill Sanctuary. Matthew is looking real good. <laughs> He's wearing a cream jacket with tangerine pants. Also, he has sunglasses on and is smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I guess Mark Driscoll lit it for him since Matthew's hands were tied up. So that was nice. Sarah Groves walks in and is like, I sabotaged the rescue teams. Now no one can stop us. Dave Ramsey points his finger at Matthew and is like, We're tired of of you making fun of us on Twitter. It's not funny. That's what it sounds like to me when Mark Driscoll whines. (laughs) Or Dave Ramsey, both of them. Then Mark Driscoll leans into Matthew's face and is like, No, it's heresy. He would say that. Then Matthew is like, Heresy these nuts. <laughs> Suddenly, a bunch of ropes come tumbling down from the rafters. This is like Mission Impossible. Of the sanctuary, and both rescue squads come rappelling down to the ground. They're swinging back and forth as they descend, and it looks really rad. And they're kicking off the walls and sliding down the ropes, and the soundtrack is playing Semi Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. <laughs> When it gets to the part that goes, I don't know what part that is. Oh, yes, you do. You've heard that. I know the song, but you can't just write do, 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 do. Oh, do, 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 do. No, come on. That's not even close. How's it go? It's semi-charm life. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that one. Okay. There, you sang it. Casey unhooks her harness and does a cool flip down to the ground. I mean, there was a door right over there that they all could have walked through, but it just wouldn't have had the same effect. <laughs> Dave Ramsey pulls out a tiny Derringer. Is that how you say that? Is yeah. that a gun? Yeah, that's one of those little snub-nosed guns. It's like that big. That's definitely the kind of gun Dave Ramsey carries. Pulls out a tiny Derringer and tries to shoot Ohio Laura, but the gun makes a fart sound and the bullet only goes like a foot before it falls on the ground. <laughs> That's what happens to guns on Mars. Then Canada Laura takes out her freeze gun and cover Dave covers Dave Ramsey in ice. Then she looks at the camera and is like, this asset is frozen. <laughs> also, she has a freeze gun that can shoot ice. Then Mark Driscoll is like, I would never hit a woman and starts to run away, but he runs straight into the wall and knocks himself out. So that was kind of anticlimactic. But then Sarah Groves grabs Audrey and is like, don't move, Casey. I have the FSBT student of the year. Three years running, right? (laughs) (laughs) Audrey has to go to college and then get her master's and then get her PhD so she can continue to be student of the year. (laughs) At first, Casey is like, why did you betray us? But then, after she thinks about it for a second, she's like, yep, she's probably a clone. Here we go again with the clones and the primes. <laughs> so Casey's like, if you're the real Sarah Groves, then name 37 of her songs and the lyrical themes of each. And then the clone Sarah Groves was like, does not compute. <laughs> so Casey pulled out a WoW 1998 disc and used it to reflect a light into the into the clone Sarah Groves' eyes. Then Casey rushed over and put a big old mama bear slap right into that clone's face. And Audrey was saved. A mama bear slap. I don't slap. <laughs> you, you would if the student of the year was in danger. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Then the ladies untied Matthew, and he was like, thank you, I like sports. Suddenly, it dawned on Casey that someone was missing. Matthew, where's your mom? She asked, and then through a window, they saw the space shuttle zooming back to Earth. They had been betrayed, and now they were marooned on Mars. Your mom double-crossed us, Audrey said. Then Matthew pulled his sunglasses down over his nose, cool guy style. My mom? Or my clone mom? The end. <laughs> that was riveting. Can you, Mars, Mars Hill. Can you imagine the chaos that ensued when I tried to turn that into a choose-your-own-adventure? <laughs> I cannot. That's... What came first? The title? That what popped in? No, no. The title was one of the last things. But I had a like a, I had a separate timeline where you didn't answer the door. Uh-huh. And then, then it just descended into, what does Casey do? Does she take a nap? Does she read a book? <laughs> no, it's like this whole thing. I'm like, I don't know, like, if in that Imagine timeline... me reading reading myself through taking a nap. <laughs> like, and in that timeline, like, I don't know that it ever would have actually connected to Mars. It was just... Yeah. Casey just kind of hanging out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. And then, uh, then there were other timelines, too. And then I was really struggling with how to connect them all. And then I was like, uh, and then I looked down and I was like, oh, I got an hour before, <laughs> before we have to record. Well, you texted me last night. We were going to record last night. Like, how long do I have? I'm like, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't enough. Well, no, I started it last night, but then I was, I was, I was kind of dead last night. Yeah. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. So when I figured out we weren't going to record, uh, I decided to go over to my dad's house and see him for a minute, and then I had to hear twenty minutes of uh, how do I how do I get uh, stations on my TV? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. How? And then yeah, you had a dream about rescuing your dad from something, or you? Uh, and yeah, your dad. it's called technology. That's what I'm actually rescuing him from. <laughs> I've got my internet hooked into my DVD player. I, th- I think I can get some TV that way. <laughs> dad, dad, dad's just got to, dad, you got to take both of these antennas back to the store, uh-huh. get a refund, and you need to get a TV that's a little bit newer. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about getting one of them Rukus. There was a time period of like a decade or so ago where I think I taught my dad how to put an image into a Word document about 25 times. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me how to get an image into a Word document? Which Yes, I would love to. Contrast that to my mother <laughs> who would uh, sit there and be like, Matthew, I just, it's not God's will for me to have stations. <laughs> Like, yeah, mom, just if it push, wasn't, it would just appear, right? Push this button right here. <laughs> if if it was his will, they would be they would be on the screen right now. <laughs> Roll tide. Beautiful. So so what is an easy segue here from uh my parents' trouble with technology into uh Mark Driscoll? 
the, mm. the, the, the person. Yeah, there it is. I'll just go with that. Um, so without getting too much into the, the actual podcast that um, is going on right now from CT, uh, I it, it, it left me with like a a take I just want to drop on the show about Mark Driscoll, the person. Okay. And that's, I, (laughs) it's just amazing to me that we took him seriously as a tough guy. Mm. Okay. You know, like he, he sort of projected this. And again, like, I I guess I'm hindsight guy, you know, looking back and say, well, I wouldn't have, you know, don't know if I had been there. Right. And, and that's not totally fair because in the moment things look different, but, um, it's just amazing to me, looking back, that a big part of the church took him seriously as this macho, mm-hmm. tough guy, when he's clearly a coward. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the, he's a tiny man who is afraid of everything and is projecting that insecurity outward and just trying to... Is he tiny? He's not tiny in size, right? Kind of, but I didn't really... Like, he couldn't be in your skinny boy show, right? <laughs> Ever in his life. He would have Listen, never made it on I'm going to have a show about skinny boys, and I'm going to have a show about Christian college enrollment numbers, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and I will say, see, I told you so. Uh, I do feel like, though, his... His... Um, his physical image played into that, though. He's, like, kind of bulky... He looks like he looks like a tough guy, right? No, he does not. He's You don't think he does, okay. Maybe I mean, personally I don't, maybe some people do. You've been looking at bully juice too much. I have been looking at bully juice. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, bully juice, help me here, buddy. Um No, I mean like he's he's not What specifically made you made you think this? Think what? That he's a coward or like, that people yeah yeah like that specific like the coward and just i mean the 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 paranoia and the mm. the you know there was just how he tries to control and dominate everybody mm. around him and is scared of any dissension whatsoever and, mm-hmm. and it's very um not didactic that's not the right word but uh you're either 100 percent for me or you're the enemy that must be destroyed like mm-hmm. there's no there's no new there's no nuance at all like there's is that no, like a narcissist thing yeah very very narcissistic um it reminds me a lot, i gotta be careful about trying to diagnose people that i've never met but it does right. it does remind me especially of, on this really serious medically informed <laughs> podcast called fun sexy bible time <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it, it also does kind of remind me of of antisocial personality disorder of mm. uh people are just pawns to be moved around and mm. very much incapable of anything resembling empathy or true empathy mm. um but yeah like it just it's so jarring to comprehend him now of this guy with his you know 200 dollars shirt unbuttoned and he's got the mm-hmm. hair gel in his hair and he's he's just raging about guys wearing pastel colored polo shirts yeah and it's like yeah you're not a tough guy like what are you what are you (laughs) what are you doing here like you are not somebody who should be talking about pastel colored polos there was a there was a time period um 
probably like nine years ago maybe so we had we were a part of an Acts 29 church and newly part and so his hit this was the first time I'd ever heard his name and so I followed him on Twitter and like the very first tweet I saw from him was about men who read comic books yeah <laughs> and I don't know if you know this but I'm married to a massive nerd <laughs> and uh <laughs> who read doesn't really so much anymore but definitely read comic books and he equated it with like you know he did like the very stereotypical like you you live within your mom's basement mm-hmm. or you don't ha- you don't take responsibility seriously or whatever whatever and i was like okay this person is not for me yeah but that was his that was like a huge thing that he did was just anything any type of any characteristic of men that he didn't decide was like quote unquote manly enough he talked about and i just i just wonder like what are your credentials exactly mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. chief like yeah you know are you are you are you have you been in the service <laughs> are you <laughs> Do, right. do you play football like what how how tough are you exactly which is not the right way to look at it you know you, i know i understand what you're saying but that's like my but immediate you do reaction feel like yeah like who are you to decide like what what constitutes masculinity or whatever? yeah like who made you an authority i just it just to me it just reeks of there's just so much insecurity mm-hmm. pouring out yeah. of of that and it's like you know it's it's fear yeah i mean maybe maybe it's fear or maybe you know we talked about antisocial maybe it's just an act and uh-huh. and uh, he's mimicking what he thinks tough guys are sounding mm-hmm. like I, I don't know i don't know him personally but it you know whenever i've i've met guys like that in the past it's like all right you're just you're just terrified you yeah know, you're not you're not tough you're just scared yeah I'm not listening to the podcast and we haven't really talked about I I just a couple people have sent it to me that you know didn't really know that I'd probably already heard of it and I feel like I, I just I am in a place where I'm struggling enough with um, Christian men who have hurt people that it wouldn't be good for me right now and I think that sometimes I'm thankful that i like I'm thankful that I had that insight before I just clicked play because everyone's like you have to listen to this like thinking that if we listen to a story about how this person what this person did maybe we can avoid it as you know in Christendom in the future we can avoid allowing people like this to be celebrities and hurt so many people which is fine like if you really feel like you should listen to stuff like this then do it but also I think that some of us need to maybe realize that our hurts are a little bit too present right now to be able to process like all of this information in a healthy way so anyways if we have any listeners that are kind of (laughs) like maybe maybe in the same spot it's okay if you opt out even just for a little while like I'll probably listen to it at some point in the future 
I will say it's a uh, it, it seems to be taking a bell curve of like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Like the, the yeah, the mm-hmm. the um, like the just the, the arc of the podcast. But the uh, for sure, the first episode is really good. And, and what kind of hooked me on it was that it it it's not really it, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't about Driscoll. Uh, yeah, the the real story, and I think the what I think they're going to end up doing, like the switcheroo, is just holding up a mirror and saying, "How did we let this happen? How did we let this happen?" Right. You know, because that's that's the interesting thing of what is it about us that we were mm-hmm. that we were okay with him? Yeah, I just do really think there's a lot of there's a lot of like woundedness right now. Or the, just from the last few years, just lots of things that have come out. And I see people kind of like still living in these, like moving in these circles, you know, where I just want to be like, you need to step out. You, you, you can't like, you need to step out for a little while and not be constantly exposed to all these takes. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, maybe some people can handle it better than me. I don't, I just, well. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> growing up in the Assemblies of God, I've, I've seen a lot of charlatans come up through the ranks. Mm. And yeah. I just feel like they're always there. And so to me, like the, um, and they're, they're, yes. they're, gonna, they're just going to keep coming. And yes, I totally agree. I, to, so to that end, like, I do think that the more interesting and important story is, you know, what's wrong with us? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what's wrong with the church right. that we keep propping these people up and looking the other way? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when it invariably does go sideways. But Right. Um, yeah, it is It is kind of ru- a rough listen if you're still raw from uh, church abuse. So Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so kind of still trudging through summer recording schedules and Matthew's, I don't know, coaching seven basketball teams and (laughs) just, I'm busy reading Harry Potter, but we're trying to get episodes out pretty regularly. Um, I'd love to do another Girl Talk segment soon. So if you have any uh, things you want to send in, the email address is fsbtcasey at gmail.com. It can be serious or fun or, you know, anything. I'd love to have a chat about whatever is on your mind. And, yeah, that's it. Or, uh, you know, if you don't (laughs) have any questions, uh, what you can do is send a sincere compliment to Casey publicly (laughs) on the Twitter account so I can see it, at FSBibleTime. Please do this. Uh, if I can get three or four of them, I'll come back to the next episode and I will read them to her as Ben Shapiro. It literally came up in my time hop today, that tweet, where I said, I wouldn't even listen to Ben Shapiro reading me compliments. <laughs> I believe in you, FSBT audience. I believe we can make this happen so that... Uh... And if you guys don't send compliments, I can just write them about myself. <laughs> I don't know. It might, it might even be preferable. <laughs> okay, okay, listen, listen. I gotta work on my. I gotta work on my Ben Shapiro. Get it. Get it just perfect.
before the next episode. <laughs> it's a lot of okay, 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 okay. Listen, like he's just so tickled that he can't even wait to get his point out. He's so oh, he's so tickled with himself, like he's laughing before he can even say <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's too much. I'll practice this, Haas. I'll, <laughs> okay. it, will, it will be it will be perfect okay. for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll stop on Destiny now. If you'd like to um, up your Patreon to $50, you can hear an exclusive <laughs> argument between Matthew and me about weight loss. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty nice. Matthew, I'm really happy for you that you've lost weight because I know you wanted to. Thank you. And I know that it makes you feel good and you have a big body in general. So I don't want you to think that I'm not happy for you because I am. I just know that exercise does not equal weight loss for everybody. So We we have been podcast partners for a while and (laughs) one of the reasons we're still partners is we give each other a lot of space for disagreements. Yes. Well. Disagree about that. We'll just, we'll just move on. It's fine. We'll move on to the, uh, to the that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to say that. It's important to me, but to me that you know that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know you've been working hard. I have in my ongoing quest to make sure I don't have to have double knee replacements in age 44. Right. Do 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 Oh, okay. <laughs>